0: Welcome to The Balance. An inside look at the leadership of finance in the NHS, where we attempt to demystify the strange and complicated world of NHS and public sector finance, and learn from the leaders behind the numbers. On this show, we aim to learn from CFOs, FDs, and senior finance colleagues, exploring and learning more about what they do, why they do it, who they are, and how they got into the positions they have. Welcome to The Balance.
1: Hello and welcome again to The Balance, an inside look at leadership of finance in the NHS. I'm Rob Forster, Chief Finance Officer and Deputy Chief Exec at Liverpool University Hospitals NHS Foundation Trust. I'm delighted to say and welcome um, today's guest, Mark Chidgy, who's Chief Finance Officer of NHS Wirral CCG. Hi, Mark. Hi, Rob, you okay? Yep, good, thank you. Looking forward to this. Absolutely. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Um, Mark, as you probably know, I've I've given a bit of a brief introduction there, but why don't you tell us a little bit of, more about yourself?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh so as you say, my name is Mark Chudy, I'm the chief finance officer at uh, NHS Wirral CCG. Uh it's actually my first anniversary of working in Wirral today. So one one year to the day done, and it's been uh, it's, it's been a uh it's been a weird year in lots and lots of ways, but um, from a personal and professional perspective, I've found it a really rewarding, ch- challenging but rewarding. I think. Uh, prior to that, I worked in uh, I worked all my career in Greater Manchester, so I did thirty years in uh, in Greater Manchester. Um, so uh, for people who know Manchester, I've lived and worked on the forty two bus route. So uh, if you start in the middle of town, starting my career at the MRI. Uh, down to Withington and the Christie Hospital, did, did 10 years at the Christie, which was uh, which was fantastic. Uh, and then on to uh, on Stockport Primary Care Trust and then CCG. Um, and uh, outside of work, along that bus route, there's also what used to be City's home main road. So I'm, I'm a big Manchester City fan. So uh, so Wilmslow Road, Oxford roads have, uh, have, have been my personal and professional life.
1: Okay, well, thanks, Matt. We, we won't hold that against you. And, um, so, um, so you've obviously had, a, you know, a, a, a wide ranging career, seen seen lots of, of organisations, all on that bus route, and uh, now in 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 the Wirral. Um, kind of from your perspective and what you've seen, finance in the NHS. Um, what is the role of it, and, and why do you think it's important?
0: Um... I think, from my experience, I look, I look back to, for example, working at the Christie, um, but then obviously more recently within commissioning, and I think where where I feel finance has its most important role to play um, is in is is in supporting uh, the uh, the development of vision and strategy into into actual services. So. You know, when, when I was at the Christie, I was able to support, uh, I always think back to being able to support a business case for the extension of an adult leukaemia unit. And, you know, what you then see is, um, you know, in, in the sort of weeks and months that follow that, you see building work happen. You see an assigning off the recruitment of new staff. And then, you know, what what I always found rewarding was, you know, when I was going out for my lunch, I was sat in the lunch canteen, you would see... You'd see more children, more teenagers are being treated for their cancer, and so for me, that ability to take clinical operational ideas and translate those into the finance aspects that are, you know, that are necessary, to those uh, changes realised for improvement. That's that's what's important, and for me, I always say the the skill for finance is not. In explaining complexity and bringing people into that complexity, it's simplifying. And if we can simplify that, you know, that really tricky complex system that we work in, then that's what helps deliver improvement for our population or populations. So that's that's why I think it's important, and that's what I what I enjoy doing is understanding the complexity but communicating the simplicity.
1: No, that's that's great. And making it, I couldn't agree more in terms of making making it accessible to often people who finance is not necessarily their their first love, is it? Um, and going in that same direction to deliver something tangible. Um, so, so you mentioned that y- y- you've been a year at um, at all now, and yeah. a strange year it's it's been, and like all of us dealing with, with COVID, is, is there any specific challenges that that has brought to, to finance or your, your CFO role uh, along the way?
0: Um, there's been, I mean, th- there's been huge challenges in the last 12 months, haven't there? And people have been, people have been under significant pressure. So um, <clears throat> what, that has been really challenging, but what, what I think that's brought in terms of opportunity is a different way of working I think sometimes, again, going back to some of that complexity, um, I think we've been able to break down some of the organisational barriers. Um, in terms of the, the Wirral system, uh, then you know, I've been working with, uh, with Tim, uh, Tim Welsh, with um, Claire Wilson, with Jenny Birch. And I think what we've had in the last 12 months is a much greater sense of a single team and working for the population. Um, as opposed to maybe previously, Um, it's been more about the organisation. So that's brought its challenges in terms of uh, changing culture, bringing teams with us, Um, but it's also been hugely rewarding when it's worked, and across the year, what that that, that has meant is certainly I've been working with a peer group who've uh, provided me with sort of... um, you know, with huge amounts of uh, sort of personal support. Um, and, um, you know, this year has been hard enough without uh, uh, without tension between, uh, between and across organisations. And I think people have really responded to that. So that's why I would say it's been a really challenging year, but also a rewarding year, because I do think we've seen some of that culture change, and much more of a sense of a single, a single NHS, you know, a single health and care system, because I would absolutely include the local authority colleagues within that as well.
1: Mm. And 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 do you think I'd agree with all of that? And and how do we best maintain that going forward with 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 hopefully the end of of this pandemic? Uh, how, how can we hold on to that 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 spirit of of system, if you like?
0: Um, absolutely because you know the, the the answer is the answer definitely isn't um, around continuing uh, sort of uh, continuing crisis, is it? Um, so um, <clears throat> I think uh, you know we're we're coming up for a big period of change in terms of uh, in terms of integrated care systems. Um, I think how we maintain the change is, for me, it's being clear, it's being clearer around the populations that we serve and strengthening a culture of links to population as opposed to as opposed to organization um, I think that we need to uh, I think that we do need development programs uh, for senior leaders uh, and across organizations which actually which actually work with people to to um, to make people more, to help us in terms of our self-awareness and our ability to actually communicate that self-awareness. So I I think what we shouldn't do is just move on from this pandemic um, without looking back at what we've learned and to take ourselves back into some of the situations about how and why we reacted uh, in such a positive way when in other circumstances, in other situations, we haven't. I think I think we need to get that self, that self awareness, um, and to get people comfortable with understanding and discussing that.
1: Yeah, no, I, that I, I think the way the system has come together with with the likes of mutual support has been has been fantastic. It's it's delivered great results, hasn't it? And um, but also, given that those individuals, us as a community, the the ability to support each other, which I, I think is what you allude to, and I, I totally agree with
0: uh, absolutely. And, and I think it's, it's that I think what this brought is a greater understanding of other people's circumstances and challenges and situation. And if you don't have that awareness, then what people do seems um, either you know not relevant or contradictory. Um, but people do things for people we all do things for a reason and i firmly believe that within the nhs and you know health and care people do things for positive reasons so i think it's that insight into other people's worlds and if we do that then we'll moderate our own worldview and what we'll do is we'll come to something which is you know which is closer together in the middle because that you know that that is a two-way understanding and process isn't it for, for me, it's it's that a greater awareness of ourselves, but allied allied with a much greater understanding of others.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, absolutely, I mean your um, your passion for, for for the for the NHS obviously shines through. Actually, Mark, and um, but also for for finance. So, question now on. You know, you've you've talked about some of your experiences. Would you recommend, you know, finance um, and, and becoming a finance leader to to, to the listeners?
0: Um, absolutely. So my uh, in terms of that career, this uh, you know career path that I set out previously, one of the things that finance allows you to do is it's you know it it isn't just a career in finance. It it can't well for me it never was going to be just a career in finance, but if you've got that finance career if you if you know the number if you know and can understand the numbers it gives you the ability to work in other fields in a way which uh which you wouldn't have done previously so you know so i've been a i've been a business manager for medical physics team uh working with uh working with radiation within the uh within the Christie hospital um i've uh done uh you know alongside the finance i've led on contracting um, at various times, have been, uh, been the director responsible for quality and safeguarding. Um, I've done commissioning and performance. Um, all of those things which are really about, you know, which are about the business of provision of healthcare. care. So finance allows you, you know, there's always that purer finance route, which I've come back to in the in the last few years as CFO. But with finance, there's so much more that you can do. Um, so, it, you know, it doesn't restrict you. It really does allow you to work across a whole range of uh, disciplines and areas. And, you know, I, I, I look back at the various jobs that I've done and, um, you know, I have always enjoyed, you know, so, so enjoyed working in the NHS because, you know, we might be closer or further away uh, from the patients, but it's all about that delivery of care. Uh, to our population, and that sense of make you know being able to make a contribution to them. So yeah, I would definitely recommend a career in fun. And I
1: 100 percent I agree with those with those sentiments. So, so thinking about um, folks listening and um, and getting enthused about this, ha- any advice for people who who want to either start a career in finance or make the way up um, the, the kind of leadership uh, ladder?
0: Um, I think my advice would be, um, I think my advice would be, don't worry about the entry point into the career that you want, be that finance or NHS finance or, or something else. So I, I, left, uh, I left university with a, a maths and economics degree, didn't have a clue what I wanted to do, uh, Was uh, got a job cleaning at, uh, at what used to be Withington Hospital, or, you know, Withington Hospital as was, um, and then stumbled into a, a band two job in uh, in finance at the MRI. And having got there, having a the good work ethic, having found something that actually I enjoyed, um, the NHS and NHS finance gave then gave me all the opportunities I needed in terms of support for exams uh, in terms of um, you know a whole range of uh, a whole range of job opportunities um you know because there's so many providers uh, and commissioners in you know go back to the 42 bush routeers you know, there's there's three or four along there, isn't there? Um, but the, you know, the, there there is a range of jobs that can be done there. So get get your way into the system, and then look for opportunity. And if you chase the opportunities, your career will your career development will happen. Um, and that's that's what I've found. So you know, somebody said to me the other week, you know, you you do a good job, you get a good job, and that's that's the thing how my career's followed, rather than having a very clear career. I've never had a very clear clear career plan um i've just taken the opportunities as they've come up and that's that's worked out all right i think
1: yeah no no excellent and so i'm gonna move on now if i may um to, to 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 last couple of questions that that kind of give us a bit of an insight into into you a bit more i think we've we, we've got one and thank you for your openness um the, the the penultimate question will be, and you might have alluded to it already, but um do you have a philosophy or a motto or um a, a mantra by which you work by and 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 um um in, in your role?
0: Um you put me on the spot now, Rob, but I would say it's probably something along the lines of um <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Either life's too short, or cop on to yourself, or something, something like, you know, don't don't take things too seriously. With there's there is a huge amount of pressure that we work within, but you know, somebody once said to me, you know, you'll you'll never you'll never be thanked for missing a parents' evening. So you know, make sure that you've got that balance. So, you know, I work hard. We should all work really hard. So keep your feet on the ground and make sure that you focus on, you know, the things outside of work that are important to you. Um, because, the, you know, the, the, the person who made you miss that parents' evening won't remember that you went to that eight o'clock meeting, whatever it is. But your partner and your child, they'll remember that you didn't turn up. So work hard, take it seriously. But keep your feet on the ground and think about what's important and what's going to be there for you in five, 10, 20 years as well. No, p- no is that a philosophy? That might be the absence of a philosophy. I don't
1: know. No, no it definitely is. And perfectly, obviously, we this this is the the, the balance, the podcast. So uh, you know, it, and, and it applies in many, many ways. So uh that that that's really pertinent to what we're talking about. Listen, Mark, I I know you are a, a very busy man uh, in and out of work. So I do want to thank you for your time today, uh, for being so open um, and, and giving with your knowledge to to, to the listeners and to, to us. Um so thank you for that. Um the final the final question I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you is uh, can be a revealing one, can be a pertinent one <laughs> um, or not. Can you tell us, or do you have a, a, a favorite or a significant song that, that means something to you? Um, as you know, we're we're pulling together a, a Spotify playlist for for all our, our interviewees. So um is this is the one that you would you would like us to play and include? And if so, why?
0: I wonder where you were going with that question then, Rob. You were boring me for a moment. Um <clears throat> Let's see, so uh, a few things that I'd choose from. I'm a huge Aztec camera fan. Um, I went to school with Oasis, so uh, possibly is there, but I think what I'd probably go for, I'd probably go for the Welsh National Anthem, so my end, Vlad So although I'm a proud man, um I was born in Manchester, I was always brought up to believe I was Welsh, so my dad's Welsh, so I was brought up to support Wales, Wales are all sports and uh, and definitely not sport England. Now that's left me with a challenge throughout my life because you know as my wife keeps reminding me, you are English, but I but I feel Welsh. I know that I'm Welsh in deep deep, deep inside. So uh, so that's what I'll, that's what I'll go for. Good luck, with, good luck, Brandon. go for the Riddim version. That's, that's a good one.
1: Thanks, Matt. We we will we will dig that out and. Uh... And add it on, though, I really appreciate it. Uh, and once again, thank you for, for joining the show. And uh,
0: it's been really amazing. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you, Rob. Really enjoyed that. So thank you. Cheers. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Balance. Be sure to rate, review and subscribe. Thank you and see you next time.